0: welcome to our service here at Kirk Liston Parish Church. It's really good that you are joining us and we are delighted to have you here with us. It's been a week filled with lots of things but especially stories about conflict and turmoil. So our first thoughts this morning is especially with everyone in Israel and Palestine And we pray for a de-escalation of all the violence and the warfare that is going on right there at this very present moment. Whatever side you find are in the wrong, um, we just pray for God's peace and for His harmony to reign in that land forevermore. So um, we are especially mindful of them this morning. Friends, if you like puzzles, any type, you're in for a treat today. We are all part of God's puzzle. Every piece unique and crucial for the bigger picture to be complete. When we take our call to participate in puzzle building seriously, we become aware that our role is key to have a clear picture of God's kingdom and his vision to restore a broken world. When too many parts of the puzzle are missing, it can't serve its purpose effectively or add aesthetic value. I'm so grateful that you are willing to put time aside to listen to us and so my prayer is that you will be blessed during our time of fellowship. When you unwrap a thousand-piece puzzle, You expect all the pieces to be there, right? With time, however, chances are a puzzle piece or two would get lost under the sofa or under the carpet or even in between the crevices of your oak floor. We've all been there. You've spent the better part of a weekend putting together a puzzle of an aerial shot of the rainbow houses of poetry in Skye. This Christmas gift's been staring at you for the past two and a half years and apart from borrowing it to your neighbors last year, you've yet to experience the joy of completing it yourself. You carefully start with the outer frame, ordering all the yellows and the greens and the reds and you know what? It's coming together nicely. And then the pain kicks in. You realize you are one piece short. You check the box for the umpteenth time to no avail. It just feels wrong. The picture is left unfinished and for those with a little bit of OCD it's even worse. And what do most of us do? We just chuck everything together into the box with the hope that someday somehow the missing piece would magically reappear. The disciples are in a very similar position. They congregate in the upper room in Jerusalem following Jesus's ascension into heaven, confessing and believing that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father to reign and to intercede on our behalf forevermore. This space in the upper room reminds them of the last supper they all enjoyed together, where Jesus introduced the special meal of Holy Communion. Only now, instead of 13, there are 120 people there. Can you imagine how stuffy it must have been? Definitely no room for social distancing. They find themselves in a bit of a crisis, very frustrated. How long will we have to wait here? Jesus is gone. He promised a helper, an advocate, a counselor. But who will lead the way? We know now in retrospect, it's the Holy Spirit. But more about that next week at Pentecost. They wait patiently. They assess their situation and as they look around, they realize that there is one missing piece. They are no longer twelve. But 11 disciples and the vacant position needs to be filled. But why? Why was this so important? Was 11 not sufficient for the task ahead? You could ask the same question when 999 pieces of your puzzle fall perfectly into place. But it remains incomplete and flawed until you have that final piece. Let me explain. The number 12 is a reminder of the 12 patriarchs and the 12 tribes of Israel and the claim of the new and reframed Israel as a Christian community. We're one short and so Peter addresses the disciples to explain Judas's treachery and death And to encourage the disciples, men and women of 120, to choose a replacement for Judas. Now in the Gospel of Matthew, he hanged himself and here in our story of today in Acts 1, he falls over his own feet on the land he bought with the 30 silver pieces of coins. And it says in verse 18, his body burst open and all his intestines spilled out. That's pretty visual and pretty gruesome. How he died, we're not entirely sure. But that he died, we are very much sure of. That's fact. One piece short. And they had to narrow their options and be sensible and wise about it. I wonder how many of the 120 were busy putting together their CVs and making sure they had good references. Do you fit? Do you fit? I'm hoping I'll fit. Two main criteria for that vacancy. The first is is going back. Were you there from the start? An active disciple from the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, from the day he was baptized to the day of his ascension? That excludes a big majority of the candidates, unfortunately. Secondly, the question remains, are you willing to serve with the other Apostles as a witness. A witness to what? To His miracles or His baptism or His crucifixion? No! To Jesus' resurrection. I find that fascinating. Jesus' resurrection was a sign that death had lost its power and its grip. The battle has already been won. Whoever saw Jesus post-resurrection could no longer be the same. They would make an extra effort to share the goodness with other people, to make sure other people realize that this missing part, this void that they experience on the inside, can only be filled and sustained by the love of God. They had to have a a fervor and a passion that could not be dimmed. And so the disciples, they respond to this crisis of a missing person with peace by praying constantly in the upper room for discernment and for guidance for 10 days on and off, we are told. The best way the church till today can faithfully respond to ever-changing circumstances or a crisis is to pray about it as individuals, but especially collectively. They could have sulked and remained preoccupied with the failures of Judas, but they proactively kept seeking the will of God throughout. Isn't that just beautiful? They recognize themselves as a blessed community, together possessing all the necessary wisdom to make a good decision In Ernest Hemingway's story, From Whom the Bell Tolls, and I have to make a confession, I used to think this is only a Metallica song, by the way, it is recorded as a town custom that the church bell tolled on the death of a citizen. And often the people would come running to find out for whom the bell tolled. On one occasion, in an answer to an inquiry, this response was given. No man is an island on itself, for every person is a piece of a continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is less. Every person's death diminishes me because I am involved in humankind. Every single piece matters, for without it the puzzle remains incomplete. Your prayers matter. The first recorded public prayer of the church-to-be is found in connection with the choice of another apostle. They did not ask God to alter His will to fit their desires, but rather that they might know God's will in the matter before them. They responded to, to Peter's proposal with prayer, And ended up with two suitable candidates Justice and Matthias. (laughs) Funnily enough this is the first and the last time we hear of these two individuals. They obviously didn't play a massively significant part but their presence made all the difference. Their presence made all the difference. The crowds found it difficult to choose between the two. So they had to flip a coin or draw a straw or throw a lot. Now, cost a lot. This wasn't a haphazard process in biblical times. Rather, it had a respectable history in Hebrew tradition. It was used in Numbers 16, verse 8, to choose between which goat would be the scapegoat. It was used to distribute land between the tribes in numbers. And you remember how Jonah was thrown overboard amidst the storm because they cast a lot and it fell on him. Now don't be distracted by the casting of lots. The point is not the method, but the posture. The community leans into the trust of God's goodness, seeking his guidance on important decisions. So they read, they study the scriptures. Then they commit to communal practices of prayer. They acknowledge their limits and then only do they cast lots. They of course at this point haven't received the outpouring of the Spirit. We will discuss this next week Sunday at Pentecost. But I wonder, I wonder how How our church and our communities and even the lives of individual believers would present themselves if we took the weight of difficult decisions off our shoulders by, by distributing them evenly among our friends? How would you feel about that? Do you ask people to pray with and alongside you when you need to make big decisions? How long has it been since you had to replace a puzzle piece and asked someone to pray with with you to discern God's will? In a culture that pushes individualism, we're relying less on one another's counsel and wisdom and discernment. I wonder if you would agree. I mean, you should know. You can just Google Dr. Google and he will give you the answer. You need to make a few big decisions, either today or in this week, in the months to come. I know that for a fact. Ask someone or some group of people to pray with you and for you. And I maybe want to just latch that into the good news for our time together today. You are are vitally important to the kingdom of God. You've been selected and nominated and you have all the necessary skill to share his love, his resurrection love for those around you. It's incredible to think that Paul didn't see Jesus in his entirety, in his ministry. In fact, he was there when Jesus was crucified, but he couldn't care less at that point. Still, God used him mightily. In many ways, we're all missing pieces. Missing pieces in our heart and in ourselves as beings are missing pieces. Until we join a body of believers to find our spot, then God can continue to form and shape us into the picture that He wants. In fact, you are so important, beloved, you are so important that the kingdom can't fully operate until you take your position your place. The puzzle remains unfinished. The body is lacking without your valuable contribution. The casting of the lot has already taken place, and in some weird and strange and mysterious way, by God's divine intervention, you and me and everyone else, we have been selected as disciples to bear witness God's faithfulness and my hope is is that this truth will inspire you to action may this truth encourage you to remind others that they are chosen and may you elected and chosen one then take your rightful place amongst God's disciples to perfect his mission for the community God sent Jesus As the final and the ultimate puzzle piece, to make everything complete and right, to reconcile us to the love of God the Father, so that we in turn can become beautiful pictures for the world around us, to serve them and to love them as best as we can. My hope is that we will pray more more together more collectively as we find solutions to all the problems that we might face in the future we pray this in the name of jesus amen thank you once again for joining us you are very welcome receive now the blessing of the lord you are part of god's puzzle you are unique and special and important Amidst your imperfections and rough edges, you fit in perfectly into God's story and the life of the bigger picture. May you come to believe that more as you venture into this world as nominated, elected and chosen disciple to share the good news of God's love. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and remain with you forevermore, puzzle piece. Amen.